What am I doing? I have no clue. I wasn't, I didn't practice or rehearse or even think I'd be doing it, but there was such a, a push and demand for like, you got to play these things for people. And, and I did, and that, that, I mean, literally that's how it started. When I heard the gongs, that was, whoa, like, bulls were life changing, but the gongs were a whole other level of what is this all about. I'm not a healer, I'm not a sound healer, I'm a musician that plays. If something externally happens from that, that is a bonus. Whether there's six people, 60 people, or 600 people, they're all part of the show. Without them, I'm not performing. It's so important that they know that I'm grateful for them being here. I get to do what I love, but they're supporting that. Since I've done that, people are like, man, I was watching you, you were into it. And I am into it, and the more I get into it, the more I move with it, the bigger it gets sound-wise, the more creative it gets, and it feels so good to move with it. I'm not in control when I'm playing, and it feels so good to let go of that element of like, I need to control this. So for an hour or two, I am just completely letting go. It's just all like, let's go. As you were joking, like 35 bucks to come and have your whole life reset, you know, like, all right, that's, that's a pretty good deal, you know? Yeah. Like, and it is, you know? like. I believe everything that's happened to me in my life, good or bad, or perceived good or bad, has led to this, as all of our lives have. All of the experiences that we have lead us to where we are right now. How do you explain a life-changing experience in, in a short conversation to get somebody to like come to the show? And that's funny because that's the thing. Like Most people just say, you got to come with me. All you need Show up, Living. pay attention, Your participate. Favorite la 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 life. La 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 life. Namaste. Welcome to your favorite life. I'm Jeffasaurus Rex, and my goal is to bring you conversations of growth, adventure, and creativity. Hopefully, we can shine some light on your path to your favorite life. I'd like to give a shout out to a good friend of mine and the sponsor of this show, Derek Clugston, who's a real estate agent through the Simcoe region and works through Zolo. Derek makes buying and selling your home a smooth and stress-free transition. Thank you, Derek. Today, I made a trip to a place called Sugar Ridge which is a beautiful and relaxing retreat center in Tay Township. And I had the pleasure of attending two very special concerts, also known as Crystal Journeys with David Hickey. I was fortunate to catch up with David between and after the shows, someone who has been performing throughout Canada and the USA for over 20 years with nearly 1,500 shows to date. His concerts are improvised, and blend a variety of unique instruments from around the world with Iranian santours, gongs, crystal bowls, wind chimes, and the harmonica. The concerts impact everyone differently, and throughout my experience, being a part of four different Crystal Journey concerts since the new year, they've always been very resetting, something we're always trying to do, retune, recalibrate. So thank you, David, for doing what you do and loving what you do. Hope you enjoy our conversation with David Hickey 
and the genesis of Crystal Journeys. Share space. Thanks for letting me into your zone. This is what you've created. This is the this is the perimeter of my scene. I, it probably didn't always look like this, right? No. Uh, early days were mostly bowls and a couple of you know little chimes and little tinkshaws and things like that. But uh, over time, being exposed to more instruments as people come to the shows and shared what they had, the gongs in particular came about 15 years ago from a trip out west and I know we're, we're not totally limited on time but that's a whole other story. Yeah, uh, we'll get into it. Get okay. into it a bit. But yeah, when, when I heard the gongs, that was, whoa, like bulls were life-changing but the gongs were a whole other level of what is this all about and just couldn't get enough of them and was on a, you know, how do I get them? How do I get all of them? And eventually a lot came to me through, through uh, the manufacturer and through Yamaha Canada. And what you see here now, I've, I've kind of narrowed down the setup to what it is that I'm performing with. So eight to 10 gongs. Uh, I, at peak, I had about 40 gongs, but wow. I've sold them off. You know, they were sitting in boxes for years and instruments need to be played. I've added, I've added a couple of new ones recently, just, you know, as I expand and grow and feel what this needs to keep growing, I, I added two new gongs, a, a brilliant symphonic gong, which is phenomenal. And then I actually added another Mars gong, which I already have one, but I just wanted the, the, the essence of what that gong brings elementally and uh, frequency wise and note. So it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's evolved into this uh, and adding the Santours was a huge thing and learning how to play them and play them right and respecting the instrument from its culture. I don't play it like uh, an, the traditional Iranian way would be. I play it, you know, in Western scale, but I've had people of Iranian descent who were, you know, exposed to it as a child through either a parent or a relative. and. By all accounts, I'm, I'm doing okay, <laughs> but you know, they didn't kick me out or take the instrument away from me. So, uh, and, and, I, and I love them. I love playing them. I, I absolutely love them. And in, in the last few years, I've added a harmonica to it. And, and who would ever have thought that that would fit? But in my, my brain and what I hear, it fits. And people seem to be responding nicely to that, that added texture to Santour Crystal Bowl uh, harmonica. Yeah, this whole family. and. Great introduction. Oh, and <laughs> don't get me going. <laughs> yes. No, so I'll just do a quick introduction. We're here at Sugar Retreat Center yes. with David Hickey in tiny Tay Township. Tay Township? Yeah, near Midland. Near Midland? Yeah. Uh, beautiful retreat center. Gorgeous. Been playing here since they opened about 15 years ago. Yeah, we're in this gorgeous, almost dome like it's room. A, it's a straw bale dome. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Perfect acoustics. Uh, I've said many times if I could just pick this building up and transport it with me to wherever I go, this is the this is the ultimate place for me to play in terms of the acoustics, but just the overall feeling and 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 uh, comfort of the room where people can come in and just lie down and 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 let go. Yeah, there's something about being in a circular room, and yeah, we have. I'm honored to have David Hickey on the podcast and learning about his favorite life and how this all began and we just finished a show 
and I feel very reset as I've gone to this is my third show with you mm -hmm. and that's typically how I feel afterwards it's like bringing back to homeostasis and everything feels balanced and everyone has a different experience depending where their nervous system or energy's at in the day but it's it's great what you're doing and um, I'm so glad I got to experience and want to hear maybe yeah um, how this came to your life uh, <laughs> you went on like a bit of a soul-searching journey before you were you've been doing these concerts for 20 years and all around North America so maybe you can talk about what led you to this and yeah, well, yeah, about 1999, I had, I guess, you know, in, in medical terms, a, a meltdown, but yeah, it was a breakthrough. And really just, you know, looking at my life uh, internally and where I was at. And I was, you know, just, I wasn't happy, you know, and I, and I don't know at that point uh, if I was ever happy, you know, in my, in my late 20s, uh, you know struggling to you know get get by in terms of you know where do i fit in and you know a huge part of 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 my life pre crystal journey was you know i followed the grateful dead around and you know in 1990 i felt like i had found my tribe and you know when i went to the show it was like oh this this is this is where everybody is you know <laughs> like where have you been you know kind of thing and that was just kind of by accident just they happened to come to Hamilton and I went and, and that was it. I never looked back. I, you know, I hopped on, hopped on the bus and I uh, never looked back until Jerry died. And I was lucky to have seen over 150 concerts and, wow. you know, in, in the spirit of the Grateful Dead, which is what Crystal Journey is, it, it was a safe community for the most part. I mean, there were lots of things happening that, uh, you know, you can't, uh, the band, you know, couldn't control as things get bigger, you know, drugs and, and, and liquor and nitrous and all of the things that eventually destroyed the 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 element of, of goodness, um, which is you know there's none of that at Crystal Journey. It's you know it's pretty pretty darn pure, uh, and you know I think it's a reflection of my my own journey. You know I, I like to, to keep it clean and, and real. Not that you know not not that you know <laughs> that's your thing. Then, then yeah. you know it's not it's not what this is. So I think that attracts a different type of person too. Like people feel safe here, to you know be themselves. But the the Grateful Dead certainly allowed me to have an experience of you know belonging, and I met some incredible people there that I'm still friends with 30 years later, uh, really close with. And you know that that ended when Jerry died. So there was a void that you know. I know, you know, lots of people, maybe hundreds of thousands of people felt, you know, some people actually became suicidal because, you know, it wasn't just about uh, going to see them and their music. It was about being part of a community that, you know, people felt safe with. You could be and do anything you wanted within the perimeters of it being, you know, acceptable where it wasn't, you know, breaking the law or you were hurting anybody else. Um, it was beautiful. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't be where I am and I wouldn't be who I am without that experience. And that definitely is a, a strong uh, element that led to Crystal Journey. And then, as I mentioned, you know, when Jerry died, big void, 1995. So 1995 to 1999, I was just in this, this funk of like, can't go to the shows anymore. You know, you know, it's, it's, you know, when something like that's like literally just taken away from you immediately and it was through the death, it wasn't just, you know, they stopped touring. 
they stopped touring because Jerry died. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what to do with my life. And over the course of, you know, the next four years, I just became more lost because, you know, where do I go? Where do I fit in now? And, you know, Canada's a big country and, you know, it's, you know, culturally not that exciting, you know, really. Um, so, there, you know, there's nothing going on up here. Yeah, you kind of have to seek out the culture yeah, in Canada. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and I'm not hockey Tim Hortons kind of guy, you <laughs> know, so, you know, I've just recently got into the tragically hip, so maybe if I got into the hip, it would have been a little, a little sooner, it would have been different, but... Um, yeah, <clears> when did you want to start doing these types of shows, or how did that... You know, well, how did you yeah. know you wanted to do performing? And... I, I didn't. It wasn't anything I planned. It, you know, after, <laughs> after, after I came through the breakthrough, uh, you know, a lot of synchronistic uh, things started happening. Uh, different people came into my life, you know, changed my diet, tried to change my attitude, uh, tried to, you know, live a little bit more holistic way of life. And, you know, there was a, there was a lot of... Uh, there was a lot of elements behind me, I think, that was leading up to this that, again, it wasn't anything that I had planned. It wasn't anything that I even, even had a remote thought about. It just kind of happened after the smoke had cleared from me coming out of the fog that I was in. And it was, you know, it was, you know looking back, uh, I, mean, I mean, I know we have a limited amount of time, but, you know, there, there's a, there is a long story but uh, it, it's a good one. And, you know, I, I believe that, you know, I, everything we were talking earlier, you know, I believe everything that's happened to me in my life, good or bad or perceived good or bad, has led to this, as all of our lives have, all of the experiences that we have lead us to where we are right now. It's like you've done enough with Grateful Dead and, and then it's like, you know, that then there's a gap and it's, ready for you to try something new just 100%. like all of us right you, yeah you kind of go as far as you can go with that job or whatever and then just like getting a new shirt you're like i just feel like a change yeah. and like yeah. get a new haircut like it's good to have change right yeah so yeah continue we got time we can do part two and yeah 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 okay yeah. cool uh, I, I'm curious that, like, you know, how these these specific bowls and then the gongs <laughs> and the santours and uh, <laughs> well yeah bowl Bulls were first, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a trip to, your, you know, part of the questionnaire was, you know, have I traveled? Yeah, I've traveled a lot. I've been to, you know, most of Eastern Europe, Middle East, Peru, Egypt, uh, Israel. Uh, but on a, a trip to Turkey, you know, uh, I found myself in a past life, uh, not regression, but a past life uh, experience of being there before and you know seeking out all of these you know textiles if you were like the like uh, the carpets and and fabric and i'm like man like this is just i mean i mean it was beautiful to look at but it was more than just a, a visual like uh stimulation it was like there is something to it and again this is a it's, a it's a little bit longer story than i can tell for this interview but I ended up buying a hundred Turkish pillowcases uh -huh. for absolutely no like real like justification. Just I, I was in the shop. The shopkeeper was a great salesman, and then you it's know more of a feeling or something. Yeah, yeah. it's like okay, I just bought all these pillowcases for what for? I'm like I've got a backpack. I had to go buy a duffel bag the size of a hockey bag to stuff them in, and now I'm traveling around not with just a you know seventy pound backpack, but with a hundred pill pillowcases. Uh, you know, 
fast forward, come back, like, what do we do with all these things? And, you know, lo and behold, I'm driving down the street one day, I see a for, sale, a for rent sign on a store in Hamilton, stop, call it, landlord comes down, sign the lease, and I open a store with 100 Tur Turkish pillowcases, which uh, eventually led to, you know, you can't just have 100 pillowcases, you gotta have some more stuff, so ended up opening like a, a little bit of a, you know, metaphysical hippie shop, incense, uh, tapestries, things like that. But we also, through the company that we ordered from, uh, through a recommendation, started ordering Tibetan bowls and Ting Shahs and meditation items and Tibetan bells and things like that. So that's really, that, you know, the most practical start to Crystal Journey started with that because now these are sound instruments that I really had no... Uh, interest in nor you know any you know knowledge of and that led to the crystal bowls because we were now doing health shows in Toronto which somebody had a booth there and had the bowls they came into my booth they saw the Tibetan bowls and they said have you ever seen a crystal bowl and I said no and they said you got to come and check it out and they played it and it was like oh here we go you know <laughs> And it really, honestly, at that point, it was just like, okay, now we got to sell these. It wasn't like, oh, now I got to do concerts. It was just like, so we got some crystal bowls in the store and, you know, people were coming in and they were like, what are these? You know, are they salad bowls or, you know, <laughs> planters or whatever. I'm like, no, you got to play them. And they play them and they're like, hey. I feel like it, it like cleans my ears and, and just like, obviously it rebalances everything. But when I hear them, it's, yeah. Um. If if played properly, if played okay, yeah, yeah. there you know well, that's another story, but like know, it can they, be too intense. It can saying? be too intense. Yeah, can, that's funny because I was about to say like sometimes I feel like my ears might be bleeding, like <laughs> not at these shows, but like at other maybe, and depending on you know everybody's systems are different. Sure. Yeah, but that ears bleeding as again like being clean too. I don't know, like it feels. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm well, you know that's that's another part of what we can talk. I mean, I'm very, I'm, I, after 20 years, I'm very aware of like how much sound I should deliver where it's not too jarring for people. Right. I think that's, you know, really important. Uh, it's not something that I ever, you know, when I started out would even think I'd be intentionally aware of, but it's certainly become part of the show. Like don't blow their heads off, you know, cause you know, that's not my intention. My intention is for you to leave feeling good. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, it's, uh, but people, people came in the store and, you know, next thing I know, like they're not buying them. They, they just want to hear them being played. Uh -huh. So that kind of led to, you know, this crazy little event of like having bowls and chimes and, and like all these different instruments, uh, that we were selling on a, just on a, you know, a regular folding table. And I did a little concert and like, there, you know, there were 70, 80 people there and they're like loving it and I'm sweating because I'm like I'm so embarrassed to you know like what am I doing I have no clue I wasn't I didn't practice or rehearse or even think I'd be doing it but there was such a a push and demand for like you got to play these things for people and and I did and that, that I mean literally that's how it started and you know from there like somebody was like can you play at my house and then you know somebody's like can you play at my studio and the next thing you know in the next few months now I'm like getting in the car and I'm driving and you know, I get to Thunder Bay and somebody says, I know somebody in Winnipeg. And then somebody in Winnipeg says, I know somebody in Saskatoon. And then I got, you know, without any shows booked, I got right to Vancouver and, you know, just played along as people phoned people ahead and said, this guy's coming. You got a space for him. Uh, I wish it were like that now. Now I got to make the phone calls. But yeah, it's like that was the gave you the, the leap. The leap. And, 
it was very organic. Actually, it reminds me of how I started coaching Dragon Boat. It was the exact same way as I was just steering the boats and there would always be a coach. And then sometimes a team wouldn't have a coach and they say, can you teach us how to do this? And I said, I guess so. Like I'm not a professional. And then it just rolled from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it gets to a point where then you kind of take over and you go the, the direction you want. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Very much like that. Yeah, as you mentioned, very organic. And uh, and then just from there, it was, you know, uh, kind of like the dead, like the Grateful Dead. There was no looking back. There was no going back. Like, I, you know, I, again, I had no real blueprint or like, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how it's going to be done. I just went with the flow, like, you know, as I went along and I got more bowls and, you know, I'd like to think I got, you know, pretty decent at it. Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have kept going. And you're very good at it. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, again, I'll use a Grateful Dead metaphor. Every concert's a rehearsal, you know, like <laughs> I'm still learning and still pushing myself. I'm still, you know, I want to go further with this. And, and when you do improvised music, like there's no limit, like I don't have any structure behind what I do. So I don't, there's really no, there's no room for failure. So yeah. I don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I played that chord wrong or, you know, that was discordant or somebody's going to be like, oh, what, you know, like that's not how he played it before. So it gives me, you know, complete freedom to keep exploring, which for me, and again, we were talking about this earlier, you know, as my personality type, you know, kind of dictates, like I would get bored very easily, I think, if I had to do it structurally and I, and I probably wouldn't be doing it. But because this just allows me to completely freeform all the time, I'm like, all right, again, I'll go back to the Grateful Dead. You know, people always want to go to the next show because no two shows were alike. So you're like, I want to know what they're going to do next. And I, you know, I know that's part, that's part of why people keep coming to my shows. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, what's it going to sound like next time? Because I know it's not going to be like last time, but they're also getting, you know, the element of, like you said, you know, this, this, almost reset of, you know, being balanced again and feeling, you know, like centered and focused and in a very short period of time. And I know for me, that's the single most uh, beneficial element of what I do and what, how it affects me and why I love doing it so much. And, you know, we talked earlier too, like COVID was a, a big, uh, you know, it was hard on me because I couldn't play, not only couldn't play uh, for other people to make them feel good in the pro worst possible time in recent memory, yeah. but also for me to stay balanced and feel good. Like I was, I was lost. And now that I'm back at it again, like I was like, Oh man, like I need this, you know, I need this to, to, you know, keep moving forward to, and, and not only that, but the gift that I've been given to do this, to make people feel good. I want, you know, people need this now. People need to be, feeling safe again and welcome in, 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 a, in a space that is, you know, non-judgmental and, you know, it's just about the music, nothing else. It's just about coming, you know, as you've experienced, people come, they lie down, you know, where else can you go and just lie down amongst strangers and not be judged? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really cool. I'm still like, well, that's pretty cool. You're lying beside somebody, you know, almost even falling asleep and you're okay with that. Like that's really special, really something, you know, that I don't take for granted or lightly or still don't notice and, you know, what this music does for people. Yeah, bringing people together is a quality you have uh, among your musical abilities too. And yeah, it is great. Do you want to speak on community or like specific 
transformations that have happened for people or um, is it similar with like people say they, they reset or anything stand out of you have a cool moment? Yeah, the, well, it's again, it's it's kind of, you know, I, you know, I, I believe, you know, on a on a good level, you need your ego to, you know, feel comfortable to do what you do. And if you want to succeed, there's a level of ego that you need to, you know, keep keep going. Uh, I've feel like I've, you know, kept my ego in check of not placing too much emphasis on, you know, it's changing people's lives. Right. For one, there's an element of responsibility with that that I am not comfortable with. I'm not a healer, I'm not a sound healer, I'm a musician that plays. If something externally happens from that, that is a bonus. Now right. that being said, yes, people come who have headaches, migraines constantly, it's gone. During the show, after the show, maybe for a few days. Back pain, uh, you know, emotional breakdowns, breakups, uh, people who've had, you know, it's, you know, spouses, parents, children pass away. They felt a moment of relief where they haven't in months or even years. So that does happen for sure. Uh, it's nothing that I would ever say could or can happen. That's not up to me. And, and again, I don't want the responsibility. I'm not that. I don't have any... Uh, I'm, I have no practice or degrees or anything in that would allow me to say I can facilitate your healing or, or you know this this will happen during the show. I I yeah. I just no, not too many expectations. Not at all. Yeah. And 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 that I I believe too has been why I've been able to remain doing this for twenty years. You know to what degree of success that's open for interpretation, uh, and. But I believe because it's, I've kept it real. But that's important to me because, again, I want to keep doing it. And I believe that if, I, if it's not real, then it'll fade away. Or it'll take me in a direction that is not comfortable. And I need to feel comfortable to do this. So, and again, I think that's a byproduct of what people are feeling. You know, they feel comfortable. They can come. They can expose their, their, their themselves, their feelings, and, and be okay with it. Whether they share it or not, in the moment, after the show, in an email or a message, some people do, you know, and when I get them, I'm like, wow, you know, and I make sure I let them know that's a big deal that they let me know, you know, it's not taken lightly. Um, recently, I've also too been very mindful of acknowledging the audience and how, you know, whether there's six people, 60 people, or 600 people, they're all part of the show. Without them, I'm not performing. It's so important that they know that I'm grateful for them being here. I get to do what I love, but they're supporting that. And so that you know, brings us back to the element of community. It's, it's part and parcel, you know? And there's been lots of talk over the last 20 years of community and communal living and you know, how do we do it? Can it be successful? And you know, communes of the 60s, you know, some of them worked, some of them didn't, you know, there's a hierarchy even in those situations right. where people yeah. try to take control and take over and egos bash and, you know, I know the right way, this is the, you know, we're at a point now where I think there's been enough practice or at least enough uh, transparency and you know what can work and what can't of what we would need to do to really build a strong community it's not necessarily all live together um, supporting one another absolutely but also trusting each other you know trusting that you know you're not gonna 
just you know try to take over what I'm doing, but help help it grow with your talent or your you know your ideas and then me being open to hearing them without being offended or like you know you think you know more than I do like you know again we talked earlier you know there's been a lot of little things but big things happen lately that have made me look at how I promote what I do the image that I have and I'm I'm absolutely open to interpretation to help make this grow to become bigger than it is and what I want it to be and before I think I was a little you know, closed-minded to, you know, listening to other people's opinions on, you know, like maybe if you did it this way or, you know, you know, and, and probably for the most part, they were just trying to be helpful, but I took it as a, you know, a slight against what I was doing. But now I'm like, I, as I mentioned to you earlier too, I want to be successful in a, in a big way. I really do. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not afraid to say that publicly or to the universe. Like I'm ready to take the leap into becoming successful at a level that will be that that can bring this to the masses which again at this time is needed and again not from my ego that i think i can deliver you know i'm the i'm the messiah of sound <laughs> you know i just love playing yeah but i know i know how much how good i feel when i'm playing and you mentioned it and how you feel and what you talk to other people who've come to the shows they feel the same thing. So how do we get that out there for people who wouldn't, you know, what is this? And, and that's a huge thing too. Well, what is this? What the heck is it? Like, I don't know anything about it. And, you know, and how do you explain it to somebody? That's the conversation I had earlier before we started the interview with a woman out, out in the lobby. Like, how do you explain a life-changing experience in, in a short conversation to get somebody to, like, come to the show and that's funny because that's the thing like most people just say you got to come with me yeah come and check this out and you know but how do you get that to the next level of where there's lots of people coming and you know I, I, I want that I want to succeed you know I want to succeed to take care of my wife and daughter I want to succeed to be comfortable every day that I perform where I'm at my optimal best just like an athlete or uh, um, you know, uh, a, mu a high-level musician or, you know, Hollywood actor where it's constant, you know, preparation and constant mindfulness of like, this is the, this is the, not just the role I'm playing, but this is, you know, who I, I, I've become and want to present a certain image that makes people appreciate what I do. And not only that, respect it and know that it's like, it's, it's really authentic. So, that's where I'm at professionally, and you know I'm ready for growth. I'm, I'm extremely ready, and I'm excited, and I'm 100% committed to whatever it is that I need to do to help this grow and succeed. And I, I believe it's going to happen. I do. It's a beautiful health modality and experience, you know, whatever you want to call it. It is something that people can come to and be reset whether it's just temporary but it's something that we all have to do anyway we have to you know bring ourselves back to balance and i like the guitar metaphor like or or you're you were tuning your santours when i got here because they got hot at the the hot yoga studio right <laughs> uh, so yeah. you got to retune the instrument just like we have to retune our bodies yes. right and so i come to this today and i feel wonderful and i can hear the uh, crickets i guess 
um, yeah, outside, outside yeah, here. Yeah. It's like a lovely environment, and you know you'll fall out of balance like we all do, and you just come back. Whether it's you come to, you know, this specific journey is very resetting, um, and yeah, you, it's a great health modality, and um, it, and anything past that is a bonus. Uh, like you said, doing like I I had a, just a brief, whatever you want to call it, the first time it came with just. A trance experience like I kind of left the space um, that was just a bonus and like this time I came the woman said she doesn't like to analyze the experience too much and she said what needed to be burned was burned and just I, I love what she said that like yeah. a fire right yeah, yeah. And, and I said oh that's great you just you know the the toxins or whatever they get the flow back going yeah yeah it's uh, it is it's 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 wonderful for that and you know, there's, you know, there's no magical formula to it. I think, you know, again, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on myself daily. I'm working to try and become a better person. I'm sure, you know, there, there's lots of things I've done in my life that I wish I could do over, but that, that's not, life isn't a do-over. Life is, you know, just make sure you don't do it again. And I, again, I have a, a wonderful wife and a or daughter. don't do it again too many times. Not too many times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and expect a different result, you yeah. know. Um, my wife and my daughter challenged me to be, be, be a good person every day. So, you know, I called that into my life and it's, you know, succeeding and working. And it's a very important element to this as well Is my wife and daughter aren't separate from this because this is so much a part of my life that I, I, I they, they don't expect me to separate it. They, they love, they love it. Even though they're not here, they know I'm here doing what I love. And, you know, if I can provide for them and then be safe where they are while I do this, it's again, you know, that's an element of community. Um, and that, that to me is, you know, I've had to really work that into what I'm doing, you know, be okay with being away for a little bit while they're home, because I love being with them, but I know they're safe and they're taken care of. And part of the being taken care of is that I do this for a living and, you know, there's food in the fridge and the hydro's paid and, you know, the rent's paid and all of that. So that's, where I'd like to, you know, take this to a whole other level where, you know, we're all in fear right now of, of you know, some level of, you know, how do we keep providing, not success. I mean, I mean, I, some people are afraid of success and maybe I was before. I'm not anymore. Just the level of, you know, how do I provide and not only provide, but, you know, be abundant in that. And abundance is a, you know, is a, is a word that, you know, everybody's level or, you know, depiction of abundance is different. My, you know, I'm, I want to provide for my family. And as I mentioned, you know, there's lots of people who have supported me that I'd love to be able to remunerate. So how much abundance do I need for that? I, I, I could come up with a number, I guess, and, and I have, you know, I won't say it publicly, but you know, uh, you know, I, I, it's between me and the universe of what, you know, I'd, I'd like to see come in my direction so I can re redistribute it. And also, you know, keep what I need to provide for, you know, my family. And I, I believe that's going to happen. And I have not been at that level before. I've been in extreme fear of not being able to uh, have uh, abundance or not even just abundance, but just enough. And I'm done with that too. Like I've had enough of being in fear of not having enough. And I believe a lot of the world is in that fear of maybe, you know, in the West, especially, um, you know, 
poor countries is another level of discussion of you know what's what they need to survive but here you know we have certain needs that need to be provided for and i had a conversation with somebody about money and until we have a different system of economy that is what we have to live with right now and you have to on some level be okay with it and figure out what you need to live and be comfortable and that is different for everybody and but i believe it's possible and i'm not afraid of money and i don't think it's evil i think it, you know it's a we need it so it's a necessity and if that changes then we can flow into that direction and that would be nice but right now it's not and it doesn't look like it's going to anytime soon so i give the music and i receive back monetarily but within that i can give back and i want to and I, i'm excited to be able to give back as much as I can to whomever needs it. Yeah, and and you give back like when people leave here, they carry with energetically. Them. Yeah, yeah. And there's not, you know, sorry to interrupt, but there's no <laughs> price you can put on that. Yeah, and I know that for sure. Like, you know, like you kind of you were joking, like thirty five bucks to come and have your whole life reset. You know, like all right, that's <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. You know, yeah. Like, and it is. You know, like. But I'm also, you know, like, you know, what do you put your worth on? Okay, so, you know, again, you know, we've judged athletes for making hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, you know, actors making 20 million per picture. Um, you know, like, if you really think about it, I mean, they have worked really hard to get to that level. You don't get to that level and are rewarded with that if you're not doing a, at least a decent job. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, putting in the effort to maintain that. Uh, again, it can be taken away when, you know, you, you start to fade or, you know, you're no longer as productive as you were. But um, there's a lot of, of good uh, uh, people out there who are maintaining a level of excellence, like later on in life. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it's attitude, it's commitment, it's, you know, being mindful. And it's just a, a, a formula that I think if you, you can follow with your heart and be truthful to, then, you know, you're going to be successful. And you don't always see what goes on in the dungeon or the practice no. room. Like I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> you've been doing this for 20 years. We, we always see kind of the end product of the actor or the athlete and they're at the top of their level. You know, we don't always get to see the, the transformation and the hard work, like you're saying, yeah. to to get to where you're at because you know I saw you play today I saw you play on New Year's Eve which like shout out to the new year um, that's a great time to come to one yeah, of these yeah, concerts yeah. Big one because, in Burlington this year yeah, yeah because that was I did that to start my new year this year and this year has been wonderful um, it was just a nice way to mindfully ease into the new year and yeah keep doing what you're doing because this is uh, maybe maybe you could comment um, and I can edit this too, but just to be mindful, we're probably getting close to close to showtime. Yeah, what do you want to do? Seven ten. Oh my goodness. Yeah, maybe we should okay. pause. Okay. Um, because maybe they're afraid to come in or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Let, let's pause. We can talk after if well, you feel up to it. I do. Yeah, um, I'll be buzzed oh. after the show. You okay. might get some juice out of me. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
We're back. We're back. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Um, we kind of touched base on the genesis of Crystal Journey mm -hmm. and how these instruments came into your life, life. And I was curious, you mentioned the gongs had some significance to the, the planets. Yes. It, could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, it's, you know, based on the, you know, the manufacturer, uh, the frequency calculations are based on the Pythagoras uh, figuring out what frequencies each planet had. So, you know, in, in terms of how they do that, how they calculate it, how they are able to incorporate that into the gong, I, I can't answer that question. Uh, you know, on the back of each gong, there is a label that labels the frequency, uh, you know, whatever, whatever is 131.5 or, you know, and so on and so forth. And, you know, each gong has a, a musical note. Uh, Mars is D, Saturn is D. Um, the two symphonic gongs are, are close to a D. So that's kind of what I play in uh, C, D, and A uh, in, in a Western scale. Um, that's why I have the gongs positioned the way that I do because it's it's almost like a scale. Like even though they're you know a, a metal uh, disc, um, when I'm playing, I'm hearing all kinds of chord changes and you know frequency tunings and and tonight especially you know like the gongs you know talk to each other you know. Uh, you know, do the planets do that? I mean, we don't know. Maybe they do. <laughs> probably. They probably yeah. do. They probably they communicate. Talk, they communicate just like animals. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I do believe that based on what I hear when I'm playing. I mean, you can't explain it. Uh, it's a feeling. So, but, you know, tonight there was this conversation going on that I was, you know, privy to and a part of. Uh, was I orchestrating it? I was, I was helping to facilitate it. That's the way I see it. So, yeah, so we have, you know, the gongs that I use regularly are Saturn and Venus, the Moon, the Earth, Neptune. This is a new gong that I have, uh, a brilliant symphonic. It's polished to the point where it looks like a mirror. It was actually freaking me out when I was playing tonight. I noticed you yeah. could see your reflection. That Clearly. That must be pretty interesting. Yeah, I... Didn't know if I wanted to look at myself or not, but I was watching, well, I had my mushroom shirt on. Yeah. Uh, I was watching the mushrooms melt. <laughs> I didn't want to see my face melt. Uh, and then Mars as well. So, um, again, you know, we talked earlier about, uh, you know, how this all kind of started. And when the gongs came into the fold and into the mix, it was just, this is this elevated to a whole other level, which I'm still... You know, still in awe of, still really like, is this really happening? You know, am I really doing this after, you know, almost two decades? And, you know, again, tonight was, you know, so good as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, and, and you know, everybody here had a, an, an amazing experience. And, you know, I can feel that when I'm playing. I can feel if people are restless and they're not quite getting it or, you know, like, what is he doing or... <laughs> You know, so I kind of... Where is this going? Where is this going? And, you know, is it too repetitive or, you know... Yeah. And, you know, to each his own, you know, people have come and gone throughout the years. You know, when I, when I took away bowls and added gongs, some people faded away because they didn't really like the gongs. Uh, 
And then more people came that were like, wow, this is cool. That added another element to what I did, which helped me to move forward create, uh, creatively. Uh, I didn't feel stuck in just playing the bowls, but it wasn't enough for me. And then, you know, then I added, I mentioned, you know, I had a vibraphone. I tried to noodle with that for a while. I, I think I was pretty good. I was, you know, I was no uh, Lionel Hampton, but uh, it fit, but it was too big to carry around. And then I added the Santours and the harmonica, which again, some people, you know, dug and some people didn't. And, but a lot of people are, you know, who are coming going, wow, like, how does that work together? And, you know, I always think about, you know, creative flow and, you know, doing things that, you know, aren't necessarily popular or, you know, when you take something away that people are used to, it jars them. And as an artist, I find that, you know, if, if you want to move forward, you have to do things that might, might upset people or, you know, might make them just go, you know what, I don't want to, I don't want to come anymore. I don't like what I'm hearing. But I always, I, I always think of Bob Dylan and, you know, when, especially when he went electric, like people vilified him. Mm -hmm. They wanted to, you know, he had death threats. But he stuck to, you know, like, I have to do this to, in order for me to feel like I'm evolving. Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what this is for me. I want to, I need to keep evolving. That's what got me into this. I needed to keep evolving. And what, whatever, wherever I was before this, I didn't feel like it was evolving. And when this came into my life, it exploded that evolution. And it's continued for 20 years. So when I add something, it's only because I need to be free to keep creating and people will come and go. And, you know, that, that's the, I guess that's the, you know, I, I saw Elton John years ago and, you know, he came out, he just had a new album out and it, it was pretty good. I liked it, you know, but of course, you know, he, he actually came on stage and said, you know, I know you want to hear the hits. <laughs> but I'm going to play some stuff off my new album. Yeah. So he was like, you know, he was bold enough to say, you know, like, just take a listen. You know, I can't do any, I can't force you to like it, but I'm going to play this. And I thought that was cool. You know, I thought that was a, you know, that was kind of a leap to, you know, you know, not just play the songs, but let people know, like, you know, it's, it means something to me and I hope you appreciate it. And, but I can't do anything about it if you don't, <laughs> you know, so uh, that's, that's how I, I, I operate. I always give my best and, you know, I hope that people like it and love it and, you know, people keep coming back. So, yeah, I want to touch on a couple of things there about, I think I've, I've had that happen a few times going to concerts and sometimes you'll be waiting to hear your favorite song, the hit song, and they might not even play it. I've been to a concert where they didn't even play like their best song or their hit song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all about, I'm ex it's expectation. You're expecting to hear why you came to see them. And hopefully like they'll play a couple of their old ones if they want to try something new and play the newish stuff. But not always having those expectations and just reminding yourself to be present and enjoying like yeah. what, what they are doing yeah. and what they're playing, especially if they announce it and they say, Hey, like I've been at shows, like we're just going to, we want to play our new stuff and hope you like it. And, yeah. Or, or just in, just be here and uh, take it in. And, and, and that's a creative risk, you know, that, yeah. you know, is not always, uh, 
not always positive, you know, or at least, you know, not in terms of the band, but, you know, the audience receiving it. So, you know, it's funny, you know, I don't have a particular, I don't have particular songs that people expect to hear. So it's funny the way you said huh. it, you know, I'm thinking the instruments are the song that they're thinking, you know, I don't want to hear the Santu, I want to hear the gongs. Or I don't want to hear the harmonica, I want to hear the bowls, or, you know, any combination of thereof. So it's funny, you know, so you know, I, I get that, that, that potential hardship of like putting yourself out there to, to, to be creative. And, you know, and, and I guess you have to be ready for criticism. That's part of it. They, you know, they say, you know, criticism isn't a bad thing. It means people are paying attention, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, th th there's that as well. So, yeah, you do this really cool thing with the harmonica that when I bought one of your CDs and I don't think you'd played the harmonica on the no, CD, no. Um, which I think was like, oh, like there's no harmonica on here. That was my favorite part. Um, <laughs> although, no, I like the sand tours were yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. part. Um, yeah. But uh, it didn't matter because it was like, you know, this was at that time you probably hadn't have added the harmonica no, or whatever. No, definitely not. And yeah, I, I remember I bought the CD and I was like, at, next time I saw you, oh yeah, I was listening to it on my drive up here. And you said, oh no, don't listen to it when you're driving because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's yeah. like meditative, right? Yeah. And, uh, Off the road like Homer Simpson in Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it really is. Uh, it's resetting, as we said on part one. I wanted to ask you about, you'd said, yeah, some people didn't like the gongs, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How does, you know, you, a lot of times these instruments are very bright and, and pretty and <laughs> um, happy. And then these are kind of the opposite. They're a different feeling. And, you know, there are these opposite energies on earth, light and day and, um, I don't want to say good and evil, but the, the yeah. yin yang, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. those are, they're very opposite. I was yeah. just wondering if you could comment on maybe how they complement each other or, or you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Because like do. the first time I heard the gongs, it, it was kind of dark for me. And yes. like it was, it, it was maybe a bit uh, intense and I'm sure people have felt that. Jarring. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but learning to like be comfortable with that and, and seeing what it can do for me or, or whatever. Yeah. And just, just letting it be and not, not, not labeling it as dark. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you, know, I, you know, we were talking in the first part, you know, in uncertain terms. You know, I don't call myself a healer. I don't call myself a sound healer. I don't call myself anything, you know. I even sometimes am reluctant to call myself a musician. You know, it's just I'm just this guy doing this, this thing. Uh, you know, but to answer your question in the simplest way I can without really fully understanding it, I've, I liking, liken the gongs to being shamanic, if you will, whatever that means, uh, the bulls, angelic, whatever that means. And yeah, I've always said the centaurs are heart-centered, you know, this very like light, uh, you know, like, ooh, noodling, playing, playful, I feel good, you know. Yeah. And again, you know, since adding in the harmonica, there's a whole other element to, you know, a drone effect, which I do have an electric tempura. So, you know, you've got, you've got the harmonica, you've got the tempura, electric, and the, and the bowls. I mean, my skull is vibrating from all of this, and it's really cool. Uh, so, you know, there, there's, an, there's a very playful element the way that I'm feeling when I play this. And it's a, it's a really neat uh, 
buildup and anticipation to work. You know, the first set I start on the centaur and and end on the gongs, and then the second set usually I start on the gongs and end on this centaur. So there's this antip anticipation in the second set of ending up here and seeing you know where I'm going to go with the centaur, and it's and it's always like. I just always finish going, oh man, what was that, you know? And then there's a whole bunch of, you know, visions that come and I think about, you know, things that have happened to me and it's always on this one, you know, that one starts to show and it's like, okay, where's the night going to go? This is like, how is the night going to end? <laughs> you know, it's like a movie. It was, is. It, it, yeah. it's, you know, it starts off totally. like the sun is right. It's like a, a movie or the day. It starts out the sun is rising, like assuming it's a bright day. Yes. It's like fresh, new. And then midway, you know, then these like kind of stormy clouds come in, <laughs> something different or just something different yeah, comes yeah. in that's different from the, the light. And then the way you finish it, um, again, you kind of uh, bring it full circle and. That's what I got from it. Totally. Yeah. And, 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 and it's a very good way of describing it. And a lot of people have described it, described it that way, you know, in terms of it being like a story. There's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an yeah. end, for sure. And, 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 and that's how I, I feel about it, too. Uh, you know, the gongs, you know, kind of coming back to the gongs, uh, yeah, they're this, like, you know, even visually, they're like you know, this, this shield, if you will, you know, we're joking about Marvel and, you know, uh, Captain America and all that, but there's this shield of, you know, for me, it's like, it's a shield of protection. Uh, so, you know, protection from what? I can't say. Uh, musically, I mean, musically, I've never, I still, there's nothing like these that I've ever heard. You yeah. Know? And I've heard all kinds of different instruments. Everything is, you know, not every instrument on the planet, but I've, I've heard a good number of, you know, I, I, there's nothing like the gongs and then playing them all together and when they start pulsing together and, and especially in this space where you can really tune into, you know, the subtle frequencies and tones and tonalities and all of that, that they're, you know, harmonizing with each other and, you know, again, you know, tonight talking to each other and, you know, yeah, it can be dark, but it, you know, there's points where it becomes tribal too, like this pulse and this beat and, you know, man, you know, I mentioned to a couple of people tonight, I'm really starting to groove with it, too, uh, and not being afraid to, you know, sh to show my my movements and, and, you know, not be inhibited by thinking, what are people thinking? What is he doing? You know, like, is he convulsing? <laughs> is he, you know, is he going to fall over? Um, this, this yeah, you can't control that. I right? can't control that. People now are going to think what whatever they're going to think, they're, and their 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 mind might do it for them. They for don't, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's fun. You know, like I I I've let go of worrying about what people are thinking. I'm just playing, and and since I've done that, people are like, man, I was watching you. You were into it, and I am into it. And the more I get into it, the more I move with it, the bigger it gets sound wise, the more creative it gets, and it feels so good to move with it. Like I. You know, I'm not I'm not a dancer, but I can I get that aspect of like moving with the sound, and I've had you know I've had visions of that of it you know wherever we're gonna go with this in terms of it being not just you know sound but you know we were talking about Peter Gabriel's Secret World and there's a concept brewing that is you know much more than just the sound it's a visual aspect it's a color aspect. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, some of the 
elements that, you know, in, in time, hopefully sooner than later, will be added to this that will make it a full-on production and show, uh, you know, Cirque du Soleil type kind of thing, you know, maybe one day dancers and, you know, light projections and all of that. I mean, right now, I feel like I've got the music down for 100%. And, you know, to take it to that next level, which we were talking about in the first part, you know what, nothing needs to be added. Uh, uh, nothing really. But again, you know, how much do you want to evolve and how far would you like to see this stretched out? I mean, it's, it's limitless like the universe. It just keeps, you mm -hmm. know, the possibilities are limitless. And that's the headspace that I'm in right now. It's, it's, it's coming fast. I mean, obviously, like we've talked in the first part, you know, the last two years have been very difficult for, for everybody and for people who are creative to be just like, like silenced and, uh, you know, stuffed down and, and not being able to create, uh, you know, maybe, you know, pa uh, live feeds and that, which I tried. It doesn't work for me. Um, I need an audience, you know, I need people here. I need to feel the energy, the reciprocation of, you know, that, that exchange of energy it doesn't it doesn't transform on a live feed so you know i i do live feeds when there's an audience but to do it solely because there's nowhere else to play it doesn't work and i and i i'm not interested in doing that not not right now anyways so yeah i took a peek around the room when sometimes i like to do that because uh, sometimes i'm like okay like gotta focus here get into the meditative zone and like take it all in and like that's one fun thing to do and it's really you know, like a trance, you kind of lose yourself. That's happened. And then parts of today, I got uh, the luxury of um, seeing two of your concerts. Yeah. And actually, I guess four, because there's like breaks in between. And yeah, I tried to be more relaxed this time and just in, just kind of pay attention to what you're doing and not, not label it. And yeah, I just peeked around the room, saw people smiling and some people were dancing, some people were doing some stretching, moving. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. And, uh, yeah, I even thought about, have you ever done stuff where, you know, I thought, yeah, maybe one event you could have participating people bringing hand drums if it went well with your instruments, um, or, or like someone was singing tonight. Yeah. Um, have you done stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Not so much recently uh you know I, but over 20 years of yeah doing i've collaborated so. with friends who are yeah. you know incredible musicians um didgeridoo piano drums uh to have an open jam really maybe sort of speak wouldn't work with this uh it's kind of like a you know like an all-star band where there's 50 <laughs> musicians on stage and yeah nobody can hear each other and you know it's just this 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 maybe like the after party you do your yeah, thing and yeah. then you're like okay let's have yeah, a jam yeah. mecca yeah. of noise um yeah you have to be careful yeah yeah for sure um and and again because you know to invite somebody in you know it can be difficult uh, on the fly because i'm improvising yeah. so if the you know the, the people that i have played with got such a good ear and you know are very familiar with what i do they're they're able to comprehend when to come in and when to leave yeah if you had somebody you had a group of people that would be very difficult to execute and and i would be uncomfortable doing that yeah uh, i just i'd just be kind of sitting here going you know what am i doing <laughs> you know yeah i'm tr can i can i even hear what they're doing can they hear what i'm doing are we all playing over each other yeah and it, that it takes a certain level of musicianship yeah, for sure. and yeah. mindfulness and yeah and, and, you know, uh, it's not that I want to 
be totally in control, but you know, in terms of it being a presentation of what people come to expect, uh, they've come to see Crystal Journey. So, you know, usually I don't advertise if there's going to be a guest and, you know, sometimes that may or may not be what people want, you know. So, you know, I, I know for me, <clears throat> you know, going into to see a concert and if there's an opening band, you know, I kind of check them out and, you know, if I like it, I get there early. And if not, then, you know, I make I make sure I'm not there until, you know, there's the band I want to see. So yeah. that's kind of how I, I feel this is, you know, what Crystal Journey is, so... Right on. I have a for question. now. Yeah, yeah, for now. I have a question, and so a couple questions. It's kind of like the what's the instrument? Um, Scottish instrument. The the, bagpipes. Uh, the bagpipes. I always joke like, yeah, yeah. where does one practice <laughs> that instrument? <laughs> you know, uh, like I'm sure it, it's there, not easy. It, you know, I mean, drums is one thing, like playing in, in an apartment and you're a drummer or something, yeah. but bagpipes, bagpipes and then, yeah. I mean, even the gongs. So like, like practice is different too for the gongs, but um, that's one kind of question. But I also, I liked what you said about them being like shields. Yeah. I never saw them that way until you said that. And the first time you, I ever heard it, like in, on New Year's when you, when I came here and you hit it, it reminded me of Mortal Kombat, and like they, you know, in that they have shields and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was three hundred. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you, you know, I bet at some point when you were doing your shows, you didn't have this kind of shield wall behind you, right? It was yeah. probably just your kind of Turkish um, carpets. And then maybe you had some sort of backdrop, like yes. there's a, you know, these beautiful um, drawings on the wall. Yes. But when you did add the gongs, like, did that change the game? Like, did you? Because I'm sitting here and it feels it's. I mean, there's a lot of good energy over the years in this space, um, but you've built like, yeah, it's like a shield of itself, and the. Like I said, the gongs are kind of dark, but then I'm thinking, I, you know, I'm just labeling them as dark and thinking them more of shields is, we need that energy in life too. You need to be sure. protected from the elements, yeah, yeah, right? You, yeah. It's good to have the colorful sounds and the joy and like the sparks of happiness in life. And yeah. then it's also good to like, oh, it's storming outside, like take cover yeah, or yeah. any of the elements in life. So that, Or sit there with a good cup of coffee and watch the storm uh, you know, yeah. and feel the ions of the lightning and the you know, the, the fresh air after the storm, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, you need both. You, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you want to comment on just like when this edition came in. You know what? Changed. Yeah, that's, that's a good question because for sure, uh, you know, obviously there's a, there's, there's a before and after. Uh, not, you know, not having them, there was, you know, there was obviously no reason to look back. <laughs> uh, so I was always facing forward. Um, and now, yeah, there's this, this you know, this wall, if you will, I guess, of metal and but but not you know, it's they're not an enamorate object by any sense. Like you know, I you know I have I, I definitely have a relationship with them. You know, I definitely you know when when I take them out and I set them up, I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, like good to see you. I'm sorry you've been in the box for a couple <laughs> of weeks. You know, it's like, but you know that's where your little house is. So uh, yeah, I I I. I absolutely feel safe in this space and for sure that is part of it. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it could be 360 
but it's the way that it is. It feels like that, but this is, you know, this is the center and focus too. You know, like when people walk in the room and they've never seen anything like this. Like I know tonight, a couple of people peeked in the door and are like, what is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so I also, you know, like I see them as works of art, you know, it's like something you can have on your wall and have a light illuminating it. And it just, just be this beautiful piece of art you know, that just happens to be a musical instrument. Now, all, all instruments, are, I mean, a grand piano is beautiful, you know. Yeah. Uh, a guitar, a, a, you know, a, a well-made guitar is, you know, amazing to look at. Like, there's instruments are, you know, alive. Um, a lot of people call them their friends and their family. That's yeah. uh, Alexandrina, who was singing with you tonight a little bit. Um, she said that to me. She said, take your guitar out. It's getting lonely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're totally. right. Like, yep, 100%. What's your guitar's name? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, too. You know, again, just chit-chatting after the show tonight. Um, you know, to kind of coming back into the, you know, the inspiration and the, and the drive and all of that. So being a solo artist can be also a challenge as well. You know, what challenges me when, when I've never been in a band. Now I've had people play with me. So there's an element of like, you know, uh, back and forth and, you know, let's see where this can go. But not, not having bandmates, I have to push and challenge myself. Right. And I've come to really see the instruments as my bandmates. So, you know, they can challenge me. They can push me. They can be like, hey, like a little bit more, uh, you know, like, like you're taking it easy. Let's go. Like I'm ready, you know, kind of thing. And I imagine that's what it would be like to be in a band. Like, a, you know, the bass player and the drummer are like, all right, let's pick up this beat. And the yeah. guitar players have to follow suit and keep doing that. Keep doing that. Yeah. Let's see where this can go. So it's really cool. Um, you know, I'm, you know, mentioning earlier, you know, a bit of an uh, control freak, OCD, uh, uh, you know, admittedly. Um, so it, this works for me perfectly, um, you know, but I've also come to respect where the instruments want me to take them or they take me. I listen and I play to that instead of trying to control it, which has actually really helped me uh, dramatically to kind of work on letting go of being trying to be so much in control this is if if anything i can say about this i am not in control when i'm playing and it feels so good to let go of that element of like i need to control this so for an hour or two i am just completely letting go of any inhibition any like oh man, I just, you know, like I have to do this, this way. No, like it's just all like, let's go. Uh, that, you know, I, don't, I can't say that in the beginning I tried to control things because I don't know. I think it still just uh, automatically was just flowing the way it needed to and I was just following suit. Uh, so yeah, this, this is really helping me exponentially to, you know, let go of trying to be in control. And I don't want to be in control. And it doesn't serve a purpose at all anyways, because, you know, all you're doing is really uh, um, suffocating whatever needs to happen. And, you know, Tom Petty said, you know, most of the things that, uh, you know, I worried about never happened anyways, you know, like, so. My, gra my grandma told me that. Yeah. And my mom tells me that. So yeah. maybe, maybe she got it from Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe you got it from them. So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Earl John Lennon, life is, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans, you know. 
So, you know, the, uh, and I know that's what people get from this too. Just that, you know, that letting go, you mentioned resetting, you know, that just come and, you know, let go and let the music flow over you. And, you know, you know, I, again, today I mentioned, I am so tired of overthinking everything. Like my brain is melting of yeah. like enough, like, can you stop? And it's a choice. You know, I mentioned to you, you know, I, in the morning I, I choose, I can choose whether or not I want to be in a good mood or a bad mood. And there's no reason to be in a bad mood other than, you know, there might be some external circumstances that, but again, I can't control that. I can control whether or not I want to be in a good mood or a bad mood. And I am so tired of being in a bad mood. I'm so tired of like think overthinking everything, being in fear of not having enough, all of that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. And the, and the way that I felt tonight and since the beginning of the tour on Friday is like, we're moving forward now in that idea of abundance and free form thinking and not buying into that fear factor that is so prevalent out there that is, I know it doesn't matter who or what you are. Most people are tired of it. And I'm fortunate that I have an outlet in which to redirect the energy. I get that was the hard part the last two years. I had no, no way to direct what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Now, since I've come back, I am not going back to that and I am going to move forward and I want to bring as many people with me as I can who are willing to participate in that idea. Yeah, you have a great quality and skill of bringing people together and doing your music and lifting the vibration and helping people relax and reset. And I think it's really good to find health modalities that not only reset you and also allow you to let go of control, maybe not like complete control, maybe some yeah. things, but yeah. yeah, things like, I think, I think of playing sports, like you, when I play hockey, you know, I can't, I can do my best and at the end of the day, there's only one winner. Yeah. I mean, there's different forms of winning um, if you tried your hardest. But yeah. it's, you can shoot the puck, but it doesn't mean you're going to score. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, at the end of the day, like we all lose, and you just have to. Um, I don't know sports can be a good way of letting go of control. Yeah, because, yeah. And, and learning to accept defeat. And I, I wanted to comment on you said choosing to be in a good mood and stuff. And I just want to say, and if you're if you're exhausted and you've had a, like a busy week or something bad happens to you and you know you wake up and your hormones in your brain are really low and your serotonin's low and you know you need a breather you need some time alone or whatever you need to take some time time out or come to a david hickey show you know <laughs> yeah. um it's okay to tell yourself like oh i'm not okay it's all right like i'll for sure i'll bounce back in a day or so yeah. And then also make sure you communicate that with, you know, your spouse or whoever yeah. you're with to say, hey, yeah. by the way, I'm like pretty tired and uh, I might be a bit irritable. Like, yeah. I'm just going to need my space or whatever, because we were talking about a bit of. We're not the best communicators nowadays We're we're all we all get triggered and yeah. defensive. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's. It's important to do your best to try and choose to be happy and choose to be in good mood and catch yourself when you're, you don't get into those spinning thoughts. And, and that's, that's, that, that's, that's, that's great. And, and just to add to that too, a little bit, you know, the choosing to, you know, 
your yeah external circumstances you can't control. So you could you know start the morning out saying I'm I'm gonna be in a good mood, and you know you could go out into the kitchen and stub your toe and it just like, <laughs> triggers like that's it I, I'm I'm, I'm right back to where you know. <laughs> but uh, you know for me the way I'm I'm looking at it is you know what I what mood I choose to be in and how that affects the people around me and specifically for me it's my wife and my my daughter. So you know and they've commented you know it's like. You know, it's okay to be in a bad mood, but don't take it out on us, you know, and, you know, I used to be like, well, like, if I'm in a bad mood, then I don't care, like, what, you know, what you, how you react right. to how, you know, and that's not fair, and I think that's, you know, it's, I, I, just, again, adding to what you were saying, you know, like, it's, maybe you will decide, you know what, I just don't feel like being in a good mood today, but I'm not going to take it out on the people that I love or who, you know, don't deserve it. And so that's part of what I'm working on too. So let's, you know, yeah, maybe you need space. Maybe I, my wife used to say, go for a walk. Yeah. You know, just, just go for a walk. You know, I'm not telling you to get out. I'm just saying, you know, like, don't bring that here. And I used to get a little like, oh man, you know, but I get it now. You know, it's like, it's not fair. Like you guys are in a good mood. You don't want me to bring you down. And, and it's not a nice thing. It really isn't. And I'm trying to work on that. But also, too, by working on that, it makes me better and it makes me feel better about myself and knowing that, you know, I can have some control over these emotions that have, like, really, on, on occasion, debilitated me into becoming, you know, you know, happy or, you know, just not, like, depressed or, you know, like, I've had enough or whatever. Like, yeah, we've all had enough on some level, but... Mm -hmm. You know, like, well, what does that mean? You just stop doing anything? You, you know, you give up? You know, I have a buddy who's just like, you know, like, like, don't give up. You know, like, just, you know, keep moving forward. There's nothing you can do about all of that other stuff, but you can control your environment. So, you know, and, 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 and that, that's absolutely true. You know, we, what's going on is way bigger than us. And, you know, I think a lot of people are, really stuck in like they feel like you know i've heard it you know a million times like we need i'm going to fix the world like the world doesn't need fixing we need to fix ourselves we need to work on ourselves so we can become better versions of ourselves so we can go out there and start to you know as a, a bigger community support one another and not judge each other and you know really like how do we you know move forward you know there's too many division, you know, too many divisions right now on all sides, all of it. And, you know, nobody wants to talk about anything and, and it just turns into this complete and total argument. And, you know, I don't know what's going to fix that, but I know for me, I don't want to be a part of that. Not that I really was. I've stayed out of, you know, that whole, that whole, uh, drama, if you will, uh, certainly has affected me. I can feel the collective energy that it has spawned and it's powerful. So, you know, every day is, you know, ground out, you know, obviously, you know, don't read the news, uh, you know, just, you know, do your best. And, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I just want to keep playing music and keep focusing on what's good and what's positive and, you know, you mentioned people coming to the shows. Like, I think it's amazing, you know, after 20 years, you know, people are still coming. I, I, you know, I said it tonight. I don't take that lightly. I don't, 
take for granted, you know, that people are going to show up. Whether it's six, six people, or... sixty people, or six hundred. Yeah. yeah, I play. Um, yeah, I, I, I love a packed room, but I can't control how many people are going to be there. And I, you know, I acknowledge every single person that comes to the show, no matter how many people are there or how how few people there are there. So. That's 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 how we're going to be able to to move forward as a collective. Yeah, I I heard someone say in an interview our greatest gift to humanity is our own self-realization. Yeah. Which is exactly what you just said is and you said earlier like you love doing this and people can feel that. Like every time you play a show like you're being playful but you love what you're doing and that just emanates and like that's so important to find things that you love and also finding things that like if your wife says like oh go take a walk right <laughs> it which is really a good advice um, at times and I used to I, I like to say how important it is to get your heart elevated in the form of exercise or something. Yes, yeah. Um, something, you know, you can go to the gym and you can do squats and lift weights. And that's really helpful too, like resistance training. And, um, and that your heart might get elevated a little bit, but sometimes we're not, you know, running or we're not, and you don't have to sprint, but doing things like running or dancing, that's not just exercise, but it's getting the heart pumping which then does all these other benefits from you. It gets, it passes through blocks in your body. It gets, yeah. I, I used to do that before I'd go on stage. The hardest part of, uh, when I used to do a storytelling show, the hardest part of starting the show, um, sorry, the hardest part of the show was starting the show um, <laughs> because you get up there and you'd be kind of tight. And then, but you know, five more minutes and once you're up there, like the blood starts flowing. So before I would start shows, as I got better at it, I would go in the bathroom and I would like move my body and I would like, <laughs> you know, you got to warm up. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we learned that in kindergarten. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, people warm up their voices or you warm up before you play a sport. And but doing that on a regular basis, if you can re remind yourself, oh, when's the last time, you know, I was like um, my heart got elevated and I was breathing a little bit heavier. Yeah. And yeah, and, and having a balance and then doing resistance stuff or going for walks that where it's different forms of movement. And that is definitely something that is extremely important. And I know for myself, the last two years, I haven't exercised. Uh, you know, I, you know, my wife commented recently, she's like, you know, when I first met you, your posture was great. And over <laughs> the last couple of years, I'm like, you know, I, it deflated really is what it is. You know, I'm just like, Ah, uh, you, you, you also know. play the harmonica, right? And like I, you know, you got the thing around your neck. I don't know if that like is. No, that's is you it know. Feel okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just like the whole like, I'm bored. You know, yeah. I'm not playing. I'm like not inspired. I am tired of everything. And it's just <laughs> like you know, how far down do you go before yeah. you know you can't come back up? Um, but you know. And again, it's been a choice. Nobody like said, you can't go for a run. You can't go for a bike ride. You can't breathe anymore. You know, <laughs> some people are like, well, maybe that's coming. But um, I have really on this trip since Friday too, been really aware of like, I need, I absolutely need to get in better shape. 
you know, the whole term mind, body, spirit, you know, whatever that means. But, you know, eat better. Not that I eat terribly, but I need to eat better. I need to be, you know, and the, the whole concept uh, of breath and breath work, you know, like, you know, talking to somebody on Friday, it's like, we can, you know, we can go days without food. You know, it's debatable how long we can go without water, but, you know, how, <laughs> how long, long can, can we go, go without breathing, breathing yeah. you know, and how few, how few of us actually breathe properly when I'm performing and when I'm playing the harmonica, man, my breath is flowing. Now I'm the, 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 you know, the trick now is to carry that over to the rest of the day or the days when I'm not playing. And I'm, and I'm, I want to be more mindful of being in better shape. And I'm sure the general population is extremely out of shape right now, uh, mind, body, and spirit. You know, what, what, what has, you know, what has motivated any of us to be, you know, even care about that, you know? Yeah. I even, you know, I even realized at one point, and this was so important to me uh, for so many years, like, I didn't even know when the full moon was for the last few months, you know, last year. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a full moon. Like, I, I knew every moon cycle, whether, you know, whether it was new or full or quarter or whatever, like I was so detached from everything that I didn't even know the moon cycle. And, I, and it kind of freaked me out. I'm like, man, I'm really like out of tune. And, you know, that, I'm sure a lot of people felt that way. And I think we, if I'm saying this out, I'm saying this to myself, I need and want to get in better shape. It's really important right now to, you know, as you mentioned, you know, get the heart pumping and what benefits that does and breathe better and sit up, up upright, you know, show yeah. your, you know, your higher self, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm back. I need to be better than I was before. You know, what's interesting is uh, a couple of times, uh, once during your show today and once during a, uh, Tony Robbins meditation, I did a priming like morning meditation and I'll, what the same thing happened. Um, so during your show tonight, you know, I had my eyes closed and I think I was, uh, I was sitting like this or something, kind of just like taking it in. And then when I went to sit up a bit taller, um, hopefully I can explain this. I basically, I felt taller, yeah. I felt bigger. Yeah. And I've done that during the Tony Robbins thing too, where you're sitting the whole time and at the end he says, okay, now stand up. And you got your eyes closed the whole time. And when I stood up, I felt like a giant, <laughs> like it's insane. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, this is beautiful. And I think it's just the, you know, the, like you kind of said, uh, there's something bigger happening. Um, and you know, if you looked at us from a airplane, you know, we just little bugs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, you know, when you got your eyes closed, um, and it's just energy and you're, we are a part of all of this. Like, yeah, those are pretty unique feelings when you, I sit up and wow, how I feel like I'm way up in the air right now. Yeah. Or I'm just uh, yeah. vibrating. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's neat that your music was able to do that. And I always occur, I always encourage like sports are cool, like, or, or groups that running groups because doing things like, oh, okay, I got to go to the gym by myself, right? And, and being a musician who plays by themselves, you have to self-motivate yeah. and, and challenge yourself. So, you know, if you join a, a hockey team um, or, or dragon boating is a big thing in my life, it's something outside. 
it's with 20 other people. So you get the fresh air, you get the camaraderie, you get the exercise, you get the sunshine. Yeah. It's like yeah. instead of just the gym where you're inside and not that there's anything bad with yeah. gym, but it's what works for you. Yeah. And so sometimes if you're really busy in life, um, you got to be more specific about your exercise that maybe you can do an exercise that has a bunch of other encompassing Absolutely. aspects. Yeah, and, yeah. And if, if you have a little bit more free time, then you can, you know, be more choosy or whatever. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to comment? Uh, we'll do a segue to uh, the first time I saw you play at the end of the show. How are you feeling right now? <laughs> How am I feeling? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty good. You're good? Yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of the show, you said... I never know how to end these things because you're a nostalgic person. I don't know if you remember saying that. Yeah. And I wanted to tell you something about that, but maybe you comment on it first about... What I meant by that? Yeah, how like when you finish... You, you said you don't like to leave this space yeah. or, or when yeah. you do a show, um, you're a nostalgic person. You like being in the moment and it's hard to say goodbye. For sure. And so yeah, maybe you comment to that and then I want to comment on something that I realized about when things end and um, something that I noticed um, when we did finish or you finished your concert that happened that was important for when things end. And okay. So yeah, you come in first and then I'll chime in. <laughs> yeah, nostalgia, uh, you know, being part of something, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, like it could be anything. It could be, you know, a, a, you know, a really good relationship and then it starts to fade and, you know, you break up and then you, you, you long for, you know, the way it used to be. And, you know, now you're sad because not only have you broken up, but, you know, now you have this memory of when it was really good and it felt good. Uh, you know, with me, with the show, it's, 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 you know, there's no breakup, but it's, you know, it's ending. There's this incredible vibe. People are blissed out, uh, you know, like being here. Uh, then, you know, the get in the car and drive, you know. You're on your phone. On yeah. the phone yeah. or whatever. Checking you know, it's something yeah. completely opposite of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's hard. Um, you know, I definitely go through withdrawals. And, you know, my wife is, you know, she knows when I come home after a gig, you know, probably the next day I'm going to be, you know, I try not to be, but, you know, maybe a little grumpy because it's like last night was like euphoric and heavenly. And, you know, like, why wouldn't I want to be in that every day? But, you know, but why can't it be like that? You know, I'm, I'm with my wife and my daughter. That's euphoric as well. And I can see the beauty in, in that uh, is just as important and just as special. And I would never compare the two. So... I'm, yeah, that's something else I'm working on, you know, being okay with when the show ends. Uh, you know, fortunately this week I have, you know, a, a multitude of shows back to back to back. So I'm like, and I love that. Like that's, that's where I thrive. You know, it's just, you know, yeah, the show ends, but tomorrow night I'm playing, Tuesday night I'm playing, Wednesday night I'm playing, Friday night I'm playing. So, you know, I'm like, it's, it's not really ending, you know, Friday night and I'm driving home Saturday. We'll see how I feel, you know, <laughs> like maybe call me and I'll let you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm crashing, you know, like, yeah, I'm not playing tonight. What am I going to do? You know, like you are high strong too. Like you said, you've got a lot of energy, a lot so. of energy. Yeah. So this is a way to really redirect it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, 
you know, the nostalgia of something being over, it can be difficult, especially if it was a great experience, which this always is. So, you know, so far, I mean, I'm still here. So I've been able to somehow maneuver through and get by to keep going, even though after each show, I don't particularly want it to end or not necessarily the music end, but leave the space. I mean, being in here after a show, you know, it's, it's like being in the Dead Sea floating, you know, or at a spa or having your foot rubbed, you know, you never want it to end. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, and, and, you know, I've talked about it, you know, at length with certain people, you know, why the big bands, you know, like the Stones or the Who or, you know, U2 or whomever, you know, imagine walking off stage and just performing in front of 100,000 hmm. people. Like, you know, no wonder some of them like took to the to the bottle or, you know, <laughs> did drugs. Like, I'm going back to my hotel to room and watch Friends, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> after that, you know, I... Because I, you're like here. Yeah. How do you, you know, even, how do you even come? Do you, and then you kind of, then you're at the hotel and it's like, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a, it's not gradual, right? No. It's, yeah. It's like... Off stage into the, the to the to the van back to the hotel or then a helicopter to the next show, you know. So it's like, whew, you know, I man, the bands that have survived. I mean, these are the bands that I love, but the you know, like Dylan and, and the Stones and the Who and and you know, all these bands that have been around for like 40, 50 years, like my you know, my hat goes off to them that they've you know, I'm, I'm sure it's been a, a trip for them, but how they were able to, you know still keep going after I know that 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 feeling after a show is like like and I, you know after years of doing it I'm sure they have their routines I'm sure they have their ways of dealing with it you know drugs or no drugs drinking or no drinking you know like maybe a you know like they get together as a band and talk about the night and it allows them uh -huh. to decompress I don't know I you know I'm not privy to that so I know for me you know like it's not so bad, you know, part of, you know, the come down for me is tearing down. So I'm able to, you know, ground out by packing up. So that helps me to be a little bit more mindful of, you moving, know, moving slow, moving yeah. slowly. And also to knowing that, you know, this isn't the last show I'm going to play again. Yeah. You know, if I don't have another show booked after playing a, a show, then yeah, it might be a little bit more difficult, but you know, now I'm back into the flow. I'm, I'm, thinking about, you know, the shows that are coming up. So it's filling that void now that I'm missing from, from playing. So, yeah, I, I think there, there is an element of, of course, being present in life and also creating things to look forward to in life. That's very important. Yeah. And like n not depending on that for your happiness, but, you know, make sure you book some shows, take action in life to make things happen and yes. then enjoy it. And then, you know, yes. take some space from it. And then, um, I was going to say about the nostalgia and you, you chimed in on it about, I love talking about reflection and I love being in the moment and being present and looking forward to things that I all, I really love reflection. And you mentioned that you said, Oh, I don't, after the show, it's hard to, hard to end these things. And, I noticed how important it is, like you said, that you know people start sharing how they're feeling maybe after the show or they make friends, right? And I, I recently, like last couple summers, 
you know, you go away for the weekend with your friends at a cottage and you're so in the moment, you're having the best time ever and people are taking pictures. And then part of the adventure is actually like afterwards when you're looking at the pictures <laughs> and sharing and like yeah. talking about the memories and, oh, wow, we, you know, that was really crazy that we did this and, oh, we forgot to do that. And that's, that's part of um, the, I'll call it the adventure. Yeah. And and I think that's same with you. It's, you know, this is the moment. And then it's also part of the adventures, what people carry with them. And then what transpires is the word mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's helped m me deal with like when things are ending yeah. is, is uh, like you said, knowing that this isn't your last show. And then also the conversations that you have afterwards yeah. is, is so and then at the end of your life, all like when you're, you know, when you, if you know when you're kind of coming to an end, you always hear the advice, oh, be in the moment. But really at the end of your life, all you're going to have is your memories. And what are you going to be thinking about at that time yeah. is yeah. your memories. Yeah. And uh, so I love the, there's a lyric in one of my favorite songs, our only mission is making moments into memories it's like a good alliteration mission making moments into memories and uh yeah i think it's helps with nostalgia that's really cool and and you know while you're you're saying that i'm thinking about you know this this age of you know facebook and instagram and everybody's got a phone and everybody's taking pictures and you know while they're doing that, you know, everybody's saying, you know, just be in the moment. Like, oh, yeah. Stopped, I, you know, I stopped taking pictures but, for but, a while and then I missed it. <laughs> I, yeah, I just felt like, you know, like, like everything else, you know, as human beings, sometimes we think, take things way too far, but yeah. there's elements of it that are positive. And, and you're right, you know, like, you know, Facebook memories, you know, when that pops up <laughs> and you're like, you stop for a minute and you're like, hey, yeah, that was like last year. That was, you know. <laughs> So yeah, thank you, Facebook, yeah, for yeah. that. That I appreciate totally. you. You know, that's that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. You know, like, and that's uh, brings it back to that aspect of finding balance, where you know we we've become so like like you know, and I <laughs> I'm not exempting myself from this. It's like it's all or nothing. Like, so where do we find the balance? Like, it's always taking pictures, always taking selfies, always posting, no you pictures, know? Yeah. you know, like <laughs> to, you know, it's like, and then, and then you're like, I don't even remember that. Cause I was busy taking pictures, you know, it's like, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the last two years, you know, I got rid of Instagram, which I've since brought back. I got rid of my personal Facebook page, which I, haven't, I didn't really regret, but there, it was, there was a lot of people on there, which, you know, I've had to build back up my fan page. But, you know, I, it was nice to be off that for a while. And, you know, I spent way more time with my wife and daughter. I was less distracted by all of the distractions of the Internet and social media. Now, since coming back, I've had to be really mindful of not being trapped back into the overwhelming uh, addiction to it that, you know, takes away from what the potential of it being really positive. And I think that, you know, again, there's this, you know, everybody complains about social media, but everybody's on it. And, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without it for sure. hundred yeah. percent. Most of the people coming to the shows right now or any 
thing that's related to how I get the word out is through Facebook, and I appreciate it 100%. I, I, you know, I wouldn't say I love it, but I totally appreciate it, and I try to, you know, just not abuse it in terms of, you know, my personal life and how it interferes with my, my home life. Uh, before, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, spent way too much time on it, really just like it's, posting something and, yeah. you know, but now I'm like, okay, post it and let it go. We can check in later, you know. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the element of all of that, it, again, it's, it's balance, right? It's, it's just, you know, it's a good tool, but don't abuse it. So, yeah, taking pictures and thinking and looking at them. We do that. We, we, we do that with our daughter. Like my, my wife is always, you know, going to, you know, get uh, photos downloaded into actual photos so we can put them in an album and sit with her and, and look through it and not be on the computer, you know, because, you know, we don't want her eyes being buzzed out, yeah. you know. Uh, so, and it's great, you know, she's like, you know, it's helping her as she gets older to remember something that she probably would forget. Yeah you know, when she was four or five and later on in life. So, yeah, it's really important, I, I believe, to, you know, you know, look back with, you know, fondness of, you know, things that got us here. Especially, yeah, absolutely. Like whether it's journaling, scrapbooks, or just mentally going, yeah. rewinding. And that was one of the first meditations I ever learned was, a, a great friend of mine I crossed paths with in Portugal. She said, it's a great, at the end of the day, just to close your eyes and rewind the day, like go through the whole day and until you're back to in your bed waking up. And you don't have to do that every night. Like um, once in a while, like balance, uh, bust it out and do that little rewind meditation. And it's, it's really tricky with social media. It's designed in a way to grab our attention yeah. and, yeah. and reel us in. And, and uh, what well, was I going to say about the rewinding and the photographs? Kind of blanking now. I forget about, <laughs> uh, oh, especially traveling or the summertime summers are so fast paced in Canada because we've been, you know, hibernating and then yes. all of a sudden all this stuff is happening <laughs> yeah. every week. Like you look at your week at your, your plans for the summer, you're like, Oh, barbecue, boom, boom, yeah. concert, boom. And then you look at the winter and it's just like, <laughs> like nothing's happening. Getting and, longer and longer and longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And, um, so when that fast pace is happening, you know, how often do you, go to a, a campfire Friday night, then Saturday you go see a band, Sunday you're at another barbecue, Monday you're back to work, and then the next Friday you're at another concert, and then you forgot the whole weekend. It didn't, it didn't get digested. Yeah. And that's a great metaphor. Like when you eat food, it's, if you can, like to sit and let it digest um, before you're on to doing the next yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's just like an experience. If, if you have a significant experience, uh, make sure you don't move on too quickly from that. And um, and if you do, then, you know, a week later, try and just mentally check back in with yes. it. And yeah. be, otherwise it doesn't really get downloaded or, or digested. Yeah. That's been helpful in my life too. Journaling is amazing. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had a wild day. You want to say anything? <laughs> No, I, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you asking me to do this. Uh, you know, 
for those I said who you know who know me, I I love to talk. I, I get that from my dad. My dad was a public speaker, uh, you know, a toastmaster. So, you know, I love telling stories. I think it's you know it's you're a great storyteller. I yeah. love. Yeah, I do. I you know I like my wife you... says I embellish a lot, but <laughs> you know what's a good what. A story needs some embellishing to make it really, you know, like, you know, not no white lies, but just like, you know, juice it up a little it's bit. It's true. Yeah, know? there's sure. such a there's such an art to storytelling. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There were, you know, there were 40,000 whales on the fishing trip we were on, you know, <laughs> like, no, we didn't see any, you know, but we were on the trip, you know, but no. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just appreciate being able to to share and, you know, that's part of. That's part of how I've come to, I see that as another aspect of what I do and also an aspect of where I'm going, you know, to, you know, share my feelings, tell people, you know, not just what they're going to experience if they've never experienced it before, but, you know, like, this is, you know, not necessarily how I got here. I mean, it, it could take up the whole night talking about, you know, what, you know, how did I get here, you know, yeah. um, but... Just, you know, not just coming into the space and going, welcome, good night, you know, like, you know, thanks for coming. Like, there's always something I have to share, you know, and so it's it's part of what I do. So, you know, I appreciate today and in, in it being more in depth, uh, getting out a little bit more of, you know, what's going on and you know, the timing of this is absolutely perfect in terms of, you know, what is transpiring for me personally and creatively. Yeah, creatively. Um, so, you know, again, the, I don't believe in, in, in coincidence. It's all synchronistic. So, you know, this is, this is part of it. This is part of the, you know, evolution of moving forward for Crystal Journey, this, you know, talking to you this afternoon and tonight and sharing it and, you know, giving people a little bit more insight into, you know, who I am and why I do this. And it's always growing. I'm, you know, out of, you know, I'm 54 and, you know, I'm, you know, at what point am I at my life? Am I past that midway point? Am I, you know, I don't know. So I am trying really hard to just be, you know, in, m enjoy more, that I have and be grateful for what I have instead of pining for things I don't have. And another big thing too is I've been letting go of a lot of stuff. You know, again, for those who know me personally, you know, I've, I've let go of a lot. I've done, I've done a few purges in my life, you know, like gotten rid of stuff and people are like, oh, you did a purge and then, you know, and then another purge and then, you know, but the last purge that I, I, I did, you know, I've gotten my personal belongings down to, you know, very few. And that's including crystals and instruments. And it feels great. I think it's really part of, you know, lightening the load and in, in being able to be ready for what's coming and not, you know, bringing everything with me, you know. Uh, and, you know, my wife is not materialistic, so she, she doesn't have a lot of stuff. And my daughter's stuff is just, you know, it, it's meaningful to her, but you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, toys and, and puzzles and things. So, you know, I, I really believe too, that the, the lighter we are right now, the better off we'll be when, you know, when things come calling. So we're not, uh, too nostalgic in holding on to what could uh, prevent us from moving forward. I know that's something that I've been mindful of and working on. So 
Yeah, that was my favorite part of the interview right there. That was really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. like it's true. You have to be open to the only constant in life is change. Yeah. And so as you go throughout your life, you don't know what's going to come into your life. And if you're carrying too much, you, you know, it's just going to go by you and uh, you're going to have to wait for the next like pivotal thing that comes into your life. And so it's helpful to do a, do a check-in and be self-aware of like, yeah, do I, well, what am I carrying right now that I can, um, drop here or give to somebody else? And yeah. Yeah. I really like that you tell stories too during your shows, like uh, whether at the beginning and then you do your music and then at the end, it's a, it's a kind of a neat way to close the show and, and you're a good storyteller too. It's, uh, that's great that your dad, um, had that impact on you yeah. and, um, yeah. and utilize that. Like you're a great musician and then utilize your storytelling skills too, because it's, it's so powerful and impactful to tell stories and get people laughing. We don't, laugh enough in life, uh, at least in, in Canada or yes. like, I mean, Canada's a big place, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we've forgotten how to laugh and we're too serious and I'm, you know, I've been way too serious for too long. Like, yeah. it's, it's tiring, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, really, you know, like I'm finding myself now just getting annoyed with myself of like, you know, again, I, I really, you know, I appreciate how patient my wife and daughter have been with me through this period of, you know, like, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously done with all of that. Like, I just, I want to enjoy life. I want to, you know, be, I, I want to be happy. And I can't ever say, I don't think I've ever said that before, that I actually want to be happy or not grumpy, you know? And it's funny, you know, people have this, this, you know, persona of me of like this guy who meditates and, and huh. you know I must be enlightened and, and you know like oh you're so mellow it's like my you know when my wife comes to the show and people she hears people saying that to me she just starts laughing she's like you don't know this guy uh, you know but I'm now I'm you know I'm not afraid to say that I'm not afraid to say yeah I've been grumpy yeah I've been like a you know sometimes I've been a bit of an asshole uh, I've been you know not nice I've been you know, like, like down on the world and, you know, like really angry at the world and all of that. And like, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm done with it. I, I don't want to be like that anymore. It's, it's physically tiring. And that's a, a lot of people have been saying that like, they're physically tired, but it's because we're mentally tired and it's wearing us out. And I am, I'm done with that. So whatever I need to do, and by no means am I even like remotely at the starting line of that, but I'm aware of it and I'm consciously saying it out loud that, you know, whatever I need to do to, you know, be happier, be more joyful, be more, you know, uh, present, then I'm, I'm going to work really hard at doing that. And, and I know that the music helps with that, but I also know that that will help the music as well. And wherever this needs to go and the people that are going to come to the show to receive this energy will benefit from that greatly. The, the better I am with myself and the healthier I am, it's going to exponentially make other people feel that as well. And that, that is so much a part of the show. And, you know, just before we end, I just want people to know that, that, you know, this is a place where you can come and just be yourself and there's no judgment. There's no, there's nothing. There's no expectation. You don't even have to talk. 
you know, you can come and just find your spot and lie there and receive and leave quietly. Or, you know, you can share or you can talk to people there uh, at the at the show. And it's always been, you know, like that's that's a you know, it's it's a funny thing, right? Like so without people, there's no show. But that's part of the show that's really important, uh, you know, going kind of back to the Grateful Dead, that was the, you know, that was just as important as the music itself was being in a community of like-minded people where you could just be yourself and, you know, walk by a stranger and, you know, start up a conversation, whether it was about what do you think they're going to play tonight or were you at the show last night and you, you know, they could be from California and you could be from Newfoundland, you know, like, that's that's what Crystal Journey is as well, and I I know that's a byproduct of that. That's something that maybe I subconsciously wanted to create, recreate that uh, safe space for people to come and be a part of. And you know, now that I'm you know facilitating that, or you know, at least trying to make that happen, it's like it's it's really I, I'm 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 proud of that. That's I'm I'm proud of a you know that people are coming and you know you know like. I said to somebody tonight, you know, like you, 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 you heard about the show. You said, I want to go to that. I may or may not have to take the night off work. I have to get a ticket. <laughs> I, you yeah. know, like I'm, I'm driving to the show. Like that's, that's cool. Yeah. I don't take that. I don't take that for granted. Every person that's here, I know they've made an effort to be here. And I know what that means. You know, I know that. I get excited to go see a concert. I know, you know, it's like I have to, you know, plan plan it out to get there. So this really special what what that is for me seeing that happen with Crystal Journey. Beautiful. And you never know who's going to You walk, don't walk no. through the door. No. And for anyone in life, you never know who's going to walk you around don't know. the corner and be open to receiving and having a conversation and I was going to say we've really lost that community in life however i'm going to change my word and say like we've just misplaced it yes and, uh i'm guilty of it myself of not being more friendly with my neighbors yeah. and i always think like you know if you're buying a new house the first thing you do is go introduce yourself to your neighbors uh before you uh you lose that time span of like the two yeah. weeks go talk to them yeah. bring them a bottle of wine and say hey we just moved in let's be friends yeah. and uh if you need me to look after your cats um, i'm here for you yeah, yeah, and, yeah and that's that's like one easy thing but yeah, I think that's neat at concerts, how like you, you instantly feel like these people listen to the same music as I, you have that in common, yeah. and you can be yourself. And yeah. I think that's what we all want in, in our, our communities, is to be able to talk to people on the street and, and trust people and just be open and, and back to communication. It's yeah. just being open for communication. Yeah, that was, uh, I'm honored to have this conversation. And Thank you. Sh shout out to um, Sugar Ridge. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, and Liz, and Liz. Uh, the owner, yeah, uh, yeah, for letting us do this in such in a beautiful space. space. Yeah. And then David Hickey's got some shows coming up in the next two weeks. You can find David Hickey. Uh, CrystalJourney.ca. CrystalJourney.ca. David Hickey Crystal Journey on Facebook and David Hickey Music on Instagram. Perfect and. If you can't catch the next couple of weeks, I'm sure you'll be playing throughout the summer. Yeah, festivals yeah. coming up, Coming Home Festival, uh, Soul Shine in September. Uh, I'm playing in Niagara Falls or Ridgeway down near Niagara Falls in June. Uh, a show in 
Grand Ben Goderich area for the solstice on June 18th. And, you know, a, a bunch of other shows here and there as well. But it's all on my website and uh, the Facebook page always updates what, uh, where I'm going to be. Right on. It's kind of neat. You, you like uh, some of the small towns, too. It's like, I, I always, where yeah. are we right now? We're in the middle of nowhere. We're in, yeah, <laughs> tiny, tiny township yeah. uh, near it's Midland. beautiful here. Oh, my yeah. God. It's, you know, just magic here. Uh, I always, you know, kind of joke that I'm the Stump and Tom Connors of the, <laughs> the, the gong world, you know, like, you know, one more uh, Sudbury Saturday night, you know. <laughs> I've played everywhere in Canada, like just every province, every territory, you know, places nobody would go. And, you know, some of my best turnouts were in the middle of nowhere where, you know, nobody goes, but everybody comes out because, you know, you show up. So I hope to get back at that at some point as well. So I miss that. Yeah. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you, everyone, and thank thanks you. for listening to David Hickey, uh, His Favorite Life. Yeah. <laughs> you got and, it. Uh, hopefully you can carry this with you, and, and uh, yeah, enjoy, enjoy and create a nice life. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Peace. Peace. All right, friends, hopefully you learned something new. For more information on living your favorite life, Head over to yourfavoritelife.com to connect and explore some personal development services. If you feel like leaving me a review, I'd love to consider your feedback. And if you resonate with this energy, follow, share with a friend, and subscribe. Remember, create a nice life. Be kind, be curious, and be creative. Catch you on the flip side.